All right, everybody, welcome to Casual Nonsense. Here we are with the Super Bowl reaction show. With me, as always, for our football talk, I got Lord Booze. I got Mr. Tim Wonder. Gentlemen, good evening. What's going on? Yo, yo, what's up, Mark? What's up, Booze? I hate to say that this is my last podcast. I'm joining the Dunkin' Kings after this. <laughs> Best boy band since New Kids. <laughs> well, you have the pinstripes. You have the Enjoy pinstripes, the pinstripes on? baby. <laughs> You're blinded by the pinstripes. Oh my god, I love that commercial. We'll get into that in just a minute. But so we wanted to get together and just kind of go over the uh, the Super Bowl Fifty Eight between San Fran and Kansas City. I'm just going to just run through this real quick in case anyone was living under a rock and they didn't realize that the Super Bowl just happened, right? Wait, the Super Bowl just happened? Uh, Tim was under the rock, so I'm glad we were able to move Holy that boulder. Holy where was I? Uh, from under you. Hopefully you still saw the commercials if you missed the game. All right. Did the Giants win? That was my pick preseason. Uh, not this year. Eli retired. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, so this was the first Super Bowl in Las Vegas, which seems like a fantastic venue for football. I think we, we touched upon that a little bit. Uh, I loved everything about all the camera angles they showed. It, it it looked fantastic from my perspective. I haven't been to Vegas in years, so it's time to get back there. Uh, but, you know, the great thing about the Super Bowl is, you know, it's not every year that you get the two best teams uh, in the league at playing in the last game of the year, right? And I don't just mean their records. I just mean, like, you know, forget about the spread. Forget about the win-loss records. Sometimes you can look at a team if you watch a team play and you know it like it's easy to say now because the game's already happened right but sometimes you just know the two best teams that when push comes to shove these are the two best teams and they're here to win and i think we got that we got two great teams in the super bowl as a as a bonus you know we got the first uh overtime game with the new with the new rules which uh you know booze i'm gonna have you explain that in just a moment quick recap of the game for those as i mentioned like tim living under a rock you know, the first half I thought was pretty solid. I think we were looking for an offensive game based on these two teams. And, uh, you know, it was pretty unexpected defensive game. 10-3 at halftime. You know, third quarter starts up. KC comes kind of comes out with a bang besides the pick they threw at the beginning. But you weren't going to hold KC to three points. I think everybody knew that. San Fran, in my opinion, weathered, weathered the storm a little bit. But in the end, they just fell short. And Kansas City takes it in overtime. That's my quick 30-second recap of the game. I'm sure we're going to get into more details, but just so uh, anyone listening, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about 25-22 Kansas City victory in overtime in Vegas. Mark, I think that was a fantastic recap. Thanks, man. I, I was rehearsing it a couple times in you the mirror. You missed the uh, assault of a 65-year-old man by a tight end on a certain team, but we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> so, Booz, uh, since, uh, since you're so eager to speak, What's the new what's the new overtime rules? Because the referee was trying to explain it, and I think he did a pretty good job. But, um, you know, for those in the cheap seats, what do All we right, get? I'm going to do this and try to do this in under one minute. The okay. original overtime rule was first team to score first. That was the original overtime rule for many years. Many people didn't like that because the team who got the ball, when the coin flip could just kick a field goal. They didn't have to go down. So they changed that rule a couple of years ago to if you got the ball first and you scored a touchdown, you automatically won without the other team getting the ball. So let's go back to Patriots, Falcons, Patriots, Chiefs, AFC title game. Both times the Patriots win the toss. They go down, they score. Matt Ryan, Patrick Mahomes never had a chance to get the ball. In 2022, there's the epic Bills-Chiefs game that was an amazing game. 
And again, in that game, Patrick Mahomes goes down the field in overtime and scores, and Josh Allen doesn't get a chance to get the ball. So many uh, announcers, Jim Nance is one of them, that really lobbied to change the rule again just for the playoffs. So for the playoffs now, it's basically both teams get a chance with the ball. If it's kicked off to the Chiefs, or in this case it was kicked off to the 49ers, no matter what happens, the Chiefs get a chance to respond. After each team gets a possession, which we'll talk about why the Niners took the ball, it then turns into a sudden death setup. Done. Thank you, Booz. Very well done, Booz. Very well done. That was uh, my understanding as well. I actually was never a big fan of the previous rules. Uh, again, anything can happen, right? And every play is unique. It's hard to play four straight downs, and then when you have to reset it, <laughs> you know, anything can can happen. I don't think there's a world where both quarterbacks don't shouldn't get a fair chance in overtime. But it takes preparation. And uh, I, I loved what Patrick Mahomes said post-game. Uh, we change the rules. We can execute them both ways. I don't know how they're going to change it this time. You know, it's about preparation. His team understood the rules changed. Uh, they uh, Many players came out and said they, they worked on it. They talked about it before the playoff. They talked about it after every single game, preparing for that rule change. Uh, the Niners players said, I didn't even know that that was a change. And that really played a huge role. And that, that goes into the decision of why would you want to receive first versus why would you want to – because the, the Chiefs even said, even if we won the coin flip, we were going to defer to them. Yeah, first. Shanahan says so. that uh, the reason why they decided to take the ball was that under their – again, I talked about analytics and how much morons these guys are, the analytics crap. But Shanahan's analytics said if they go down and score and the Chiefs go down to score – then it turns into sudden death, and they have the third possession. And that's why they took the ball first, because their hope was to get the ball in the third possession where they don't, the Chiefs can't respond. So that was his thinking of taking the ball first. And my thoughts is, you're an idiot, Patrick freaking <laughs> Mahomes. And by the way, the Chiefs said they were going to go for two anyways if the 49ers scored. They never would have had a third possession. He, he put the faith in his offense. You know, I get his theory. Uh, my thought on it was that was probably a cop-out answer because I feel like he didn't know the rules, like Tim was saying, and I think we were going to say something similar, where I think it came down to coaching. Reed prepared his team more to know what to expect, and Shanahan didn't, or not enough, if that's if that's the way they went into it with. So, either way. Look at that. We were thinking the same thing. Look at that. Good symbiotes going on here. So, Booz, why don't you – you're on a roll, so why don't you give me your reactions for this uh, game overall? What's your – What's your, what's your thoughts? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is one of the generations, one of this generation's greatest quarterbacks. End of story, done. He's, you know you want to say it. You know you want nope, to say it. Nope, not saying that one. Don't don't go there. He's in the, He's better than Payne Manning. I agree. He's better than, than uh, anybody else. It's Brady, then it's Mahomes in the last 20 years. And they want to put Montana in there, I would. The 49ers, though, gagged. They gave him some of this game. The punt off the foot gave Mahomes a short field. The way they ran their offense at the end of the game, where it's they threw eight passes in a row, the interception they had the they got the ball at the at the Chiefs forty four, and threw three passes and punted, and you're not handing off to McCaffrey. They had the game multiple times and they couldn't close. But I I will say that the 49ers didn't lose the game. The Chiefs did win the game, and I thought Mahomes on the last two drives was fantastic. And one thing about him that that just is amazing to me. Can you think of a better quarterback who runs with the ball than Patrick Mahomes, who's not like the super fast guy? 
but he's so like kind of elusive. He gets, he's a great runner of the ball. And, um, man, it just feels like you should like kill him when he's running. Like, hit the guy. And he's very elusive and smart. So, uh, I'm not going to put him in the upper echelon there. I think he's a, he's a smart runner. He knows when's the right time to run, but he's, he breaks people's backs though on these, on these little things. So I, I'm impressed by when he does his sprints out. Uh, by the way, Kelsey was on a total, like, I don't know if he did a couple of lines of Coke before the game or he took, I mean, he was unhinged the first half. I thought he was, he was not right. Um, he was fine and he's annoying. I didn't like his whole post game. Like you've been there before, dude, you need to like act like a complete a-hole on the stage singing Viva Las Vegas. Like, come on, you won the third Super Bowl. Like been there, done that. He drives me nuts, but uh, it was a great game. It was the first half was kind of a slog. I thought overtime was tense as I've ever felt watching the game in a long time. It's not a fan. Yeah, I, the Patriots, I'm sitting there in overtime, like, you know, basically chewing off my fingers. But I was tense watching this game. I had no dog in the fight. It, it was a great overtime, great finish. I really enjoyed this game, you know. So I will admit, I, I was hosting a few people over, and uh, I spent like the first six minutes of the first quarter still grilling. And so, you know, I missed, missed the first part of it, but I came back and it was like, oh, I think it's like, Zero zero. I was like, oh, okay, this game is whack so far. Uh, then I got locked in, and uh, once I got there, they decided to start playing. So uh, it, it it definitely got really tense. Um, I was surprised a little bit because the defenses have been the, the the Chiefs' defense has been great all year and great all postseason. The Niners' defense has been here sometimes, not here other times. Especially their defensive lines. It was a fascinating game to me. I was watching it like how I watch my Knicks games, like really zoned in, looking at the screen, like couldn't move. Low like, expectations. Talking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm missing a Knicks game right now for this. So don't <laughs> crack on my Knicks. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a really interesting game. I, I hadn't seen a game that heated. Like that. Like they both really wanted it. Both Everyone, they were tired, but just finding the energy somehow to play. That was really cool to me. And yeah, like like I said the whole time, Patrick Mahomes, um, you don't bet against him. I knew, yeah, I was like, the game is way too close right now. Like going to the fourth quarter, like oh, the, the the Niners are up. Like no, it's way too close right now. Like it really, he sh- he could have won in over in uh, regulation if we're going to be completely honest. Like that could have easily been done in regulation, um, but they didn't trust that six seconds was enough to get a playoff and a time and a field goal. So they, well, if they were down four because the guy hit the extra point to the back of the helmet of his own player. Um, I think the Chiefs still would have won a regulation. I think they would have been a little bit more less conservative, and they probably would have scored a mm-hmm. touchdown in the last two minutes. But I have to give a lot of credit, though, a lot of credit to the Chiefs' defense. So I, I looked at some things before. The last three – those are three best teams to lose in the Super Bowl with the best records all lost to Steve Spagnola. Steve Spagnola beat the 07 Patriots 16-0. High ankle sprain by Tom Brady. Uh, Steve Spagnola beat the 2019 Niners, who were 13 and three. Jimmy G's quarterback. And then Steve Spagnola beat the 2023 Niners, uh, who were 12 and five. And this is his fourth most ever uh, Super Bowl championships for a coordinator, for, of any coordinator. It's a record. Something about him, he goes insane. He knows exactly when to send blitz. He knows exactly when to to pull back into coverage. He knows exactly when to go into zone. Like he knows he throws the perfect because Brock Purdy didn't have a bad game he actually played very well in my opinion he didn't make mistakes he he made the pass he was supposed to he didn't complete everything but 
he played a very good game, in my opinion, well enough to win that game. Like you said earlier, they didn't lose the game. The Chiefs went and won that game. So I want to give credit to the Chiefs defense right now. Shout them out. They made that game really fun, really exciting. And then and when they had to turn the offense on, you know, you give the ball to the greatest quarterback of all time and let him do his magic. And I'll ignore the second comment, but I thought the defense was great. Chris Jones is a beast. That guy is really, oh, yeah. really good at football. Was he on the Patriots? No. He was never on the Patriots. Steve Spagnuolo from Massachusetts, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. I knew that. So, Booz, you mentioned how, uh, you know, Mahomes is a good runner. Uh, I I don't disagree. I, I, I'm not going to say if he's the best or not best or whatever, but I think part of the problem in the NFL now is when someone, when the quarterback starts running with the ball, there's people that don't try to hit him. So I think that they got to set a rule that as soon as that quarterback crosses the line of scrimmage, he's fair game. Like, you could hit him. Like, if he slides, I get it. You don't. But these a lot of the defenders, and I saw the play. It was one of the bigger plays that uh, Mahomes had in this game. And I, I don't know who number 54 is on the Niners, but he held up. Like, he went to tackle him. It looked like Mahomes wants to fake a slide or whatever. And, like, he, he probably could have made a play. If that was a running back, this guy's throwing his body at it. But because the fear of being penalized by hitting a quarterback, and I think that's – I don't want to say it's ruined the game because it's not ruining the game. You don't want your quarterbacks getting hurt on stupid shit. But if a quarterback quarterback is going to be a jackass and do like a head fake and fake going one way and the other, then he deserves to get laid out. He didn't do it on that play, but that's the mentality. I see it in all these games. I mean, you've probably seen it all year long where they run and they don't want to be flagged. So they don't go for that big hit when they should be. It's a man's game. If you don't want to get hit, then don't cross the line of scrimmage. It's that simple. I'm all for protecting them when they're in the pocket. You can't go high. You can't do all those things. But if you're going to scramble, then now you're a football player. And now you're going to get hit. And that's it. I don't think you take the slide in this game. I, I All I'm saying is like fourth and one. He makes the call and gets 12. He ran in another. Oh, yeah. 22. He's crafty, dude. He's like, crafty. He's, crafty. He's, he's, like the, he's like the crafty point guard who's not like the quickest, fastest. He's not Chris Paul, but he kind of just knows how to. He's Rondo. He, uh, Rondo's. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, but yeah no, he's, he's Rondo. We've been rondoed. Crafty kind of (laughs) running motion, and it works for him. And yeah, sometimes he does the fake slides, but just he he picks his spots really well with it. And you're like, he does, he does. It's really impressive. It's it's something that's very uncanny. You don't see other people have that same type of clock in his head that I'm going to take it now and I can get ten yards. You know, it's just great awareness. He, He the dude is always making the right move. He's very aware of what's going on. And what the right thing to do is to get someone's responses. So this game to me, um, you know, I, I think I agree with both of you. I think that I think the Chiefs won this game. I, I'm, I'm not going to take away their victory like I was I was hoping to. I was hoping to have a big argument about how uh, how the Niners blew it or the you know, something wrong happened. But I feel like I'm pretty I'm pretty good as a uh, conspiracy theorist. I didn't think there was any bad calls in this game. I think they let them play. So I was really happy about that. But I feel also kind of the same thing you guys were saying. You know, the Niners had a chance. The, the Niners blew it in the first half. Like, they didn't blow the game, but they had a chance to score in the first half. You had the Chiefs on the ropes. Like, you had them backed in the corner. You had the turnovers. You were stopping them on every play. It was the first time, I think, in, what, eight or nine postseason games where the Chiefs didn't score on their opening drive. And they didn't score in their first handful of drives in this game. And you take that offense that the Niners have and you had a chance to do something and you couldn't do it. And that's credit to credit to the Kansas City defense. Like they played well. We'll give Stevie S, uh, you know, what credit's due. He's a great coordinator. 
I don't think it has anything to do with beating teams with the most wins. It just it makes a good stat for Tim to make an argument about. But he's just a good coordinator overall. It didn't matter what their records are. He's going to play his game because he's good. He's a good coach. I don't know why he's not a head coach, but that could be another conversation. I was tense about this game because it was an exciting game to watch. It was it was really good. The second half on was just an exciting game. Uh, every play was great. I was actually really impressed with the Niners' defense up until probably the last five minutes of regulation. And I don't know what happened to Bosa and uh, and the other dude on the other side. These guys were wreaking, they were wreaking havoc the entire game on Mahomes. And then for some reason, I, again, this is probably Shanahan's problem. I said it last week before we posted. I don't think Shanahan's that great of a game coach. I think he's a great offensive coordinator. And we talked about it with the overtime rules. And I think the same thing here. Maybe it's his defensive coordinator, but why the hell are you playing five guys at the line of scrimmage? You're, you're playing this like soft zone on Mahomes. Mahomes is too smart of a quarterback. Like he's going to tear you apart. You get second and 14 or whatever, and you're giving them like an eight yard cushion to do anything. Stay aggressive, make the plays. I know they're trying to prevent the big play. I get that, but it costs you the game. It costs you the game on those play calls. Stay with what got you there. And that's how the Ravens lost too, because they didn't run their workhorse that got them all those wins. They decided, Oh, let's throw deep all of a sudden. Like, no, no, no. You stick to what you're good at and what you can do. And they didn't do that. Well said. The Niners actually, ironically, didn't play out of character. You know, they played very much in character. Until the last Shanahan, five minutes. Like, t- totality of the game. Okay. You know, they were, that That was about, they have those lapses in the game they always have. So going back to your point, if they plan for the game very well. They don't execute in the game, make those adjustments that the good coaches make that can turn the tide of the game at any given moment. Uh, so the Niners... You know, I, I look up these numbers. They had the second best offense uh, in the league by 309, uh, at 398 yards per game in the regular season. Dropped a little bit in the postseason. Defense to get a little bit better to 383 yards per game. They and, and then they ended against the Chiefs with 382. They were right in line with where they always land in most games that the season and the postseason with the amount of games. The problem was that they had, in the regular season, they were giving up 303 yards per game. And against the Chiefs, they gave up 455. That was the game went how they typically play their games. And that's usually enough to beat most teams, even the good teams, because they have so much talent on both sides. But when you have chiefs who have so many dynamic ways that they can coach a game, you know, they've been the gunslinging team before who can, they can pass it to uh, Travis Kelsey 19, 20 times and let him go do work. But they, they were very committed to having a balanced attack this time. You know, even in the first half, I was yelling, like, why don't you give Rasheed Rice the ball more often? Like, send your guys out there. They were they were so committed to the run game. Pacheco wasn't even being effective, and they kept running the game. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. At the end of the game, yeah, then he starts check down, check down, check down, check down, to the corner, check down, run, check down. Like, suddenly now he's getting the passing attack going. He went away from what they were doing the entire game, and Shanahan didn't adjust. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, it, it comes down – it does come down to coaching. comes down to coaching – discipline and then of course execution by the players to be put in that right spot i think that the niners overall as a team have enough experience where they need to know better at this point they were in the super bowl a couple years ago you've been the top team in the nfc for the last couple years you know at least top two or three teams right there's no excuse it's not like you're a you know a, a wild card team that came in and no one expected it and like oh look at us we're all the underdogs no, no, no. You, you were the favorites in this game. You needed to focus where the, when it counted and where it counted. You know, the Chiefs did. 
It's that simple. The Chiefs did, and they won, and they got the trophy. I will give them one excuse. There were they were there were some crazy injuries on that night. Trey Greenlaw, defense. that's like yeah. <laughs> like oh walking gosh. on the field and tripping. <laughs> trip over the line. <laughs> Achilles, man, that's that was terrible. I, I hate Achilles injuries because it's so this freaking nature accident. That's the one injury as an older man I never want to have is snapping my Achilles. That no, that is not fun. You go yeah. down. It's like you got shot. You know, and that thing goes. You are just done can you imagine the emotion like his his adrenaline was he was ready to run out on the field oh, he, adrenaline's at he was he was high. doing his best kelsey impersonation he was like on fire Greenlaw, and uh before that he was like running all over the place and uh man he and he will be back for a while those things take a year at least i don't care what aaron Rodgers says about his weird blood transfusion stuff <laughs> achilles achilles injuries are the most devastating injury i think in sports is a Aaron Rodgers witch doctor uh, fixing up his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Medicine's different now, though. I mean, in all types of sports, they come back much faster and just as strong. Achilles is really, really hard. That's a real tough one. Hey, everyone. Mark here. And I wanted to tell you about a new podcast that I'm hosting. It's called The Double Take, co-hosted by Terrence Jordan. Uh, he and I together, we talk about our favorite rewatchable movies, we try our best to bring our unique insight and we do as much deep dive and behind the scene moments that you didn't even know existed. So if you like movies, give us a listen. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, but to make it easy, you can find the links in the show notes for this episode. So remember the double take, check us out and now back to the show. All right. So that, that's the game. That's uh, you know, we both, uh, both all of us, you know, feel pretty good about like it was an exciting game. It was good. Tim, as reluctant I am to do this, I told you I would. I'm going to give you a moment to uh, put your best Tony Romo act here, and you can talk about Mahomes and how much you love him for a moment. So please, tell us why you think Mahomes, at this stage in his career, is already the greatest QB of all time. And then, Booze, hold your puking until he's done, and then you can rebuttal. Patrick LeVon Mahomes II. He is undoubtedly the greatest quarterback talent that we've ever seen. They draft, they moved up in the draft to get him and they make him sit for a year behind Alex Smith. And in that time, Andy Reid says, I'm an idiot. I should have played this guy a year ago. And Alex Smith gets hurt. Patrick Mahomes suddenly begins his reign as the greatest quarterback of all time. What he has done in 96 games, not only meets, but surpasses anything that we've ever seen before. He consistently wins. Every time you say, oh, it's because he has this, they take it away. They took away Tyree Kill. He still won. They took away Eric Bieniemy. He still won. Last year, he did it with Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore. Kadarius Tony, who decides to put oil on his hands before games now, doesn't even get a chance to play in the Super Bowl. He does it with Rasheed Rice and McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman, who wasn't even on the team at the beginning of the year. They have him with no offensive line. He's running for his life. The only time that they were really able to stop him was when you put up a much better Tampa Bay Bucks defensive line against their paper mache offensive line. And at that point he couldn't, and he got hurt too, but you give a healthy Patrick Mahomes with even an, a little bit of protection and me and you on the field out there to catch the ball. And he's going to win a Super Bowl. That's just what he does. Pa- uh, Shannon Sharp this morning on first take said this thing. He said, there's a bigger gap 
between the first and second quarterbacks in the league right now and the second and fifth quarterback in the league right now. Patrick Holmes is that much better than whoever you have at your number two, whether it's Joe Burrow, whether it's Tua Tangovaloa, sorry if I'm not your name wrong, uh, whether it's Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, whoever, they're not even in the same stratosphere as Patrick Mahomes. And he's only not, he hasn't even played a hundred games yet. At this stage in Tom Brady's career, they had the same amount of championships, but Tom Brady had three Pro Bowls to Patrick Mahomes' six. One All-Pro to Patrick Mahomes' three. And, of course, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes had the MVPs and the Offensive Player of the Years that uh, Tom Brady didn't have at that point in his career yet. And he's only 28 years old. This guy is he didn't have a, he did not have a single 1000 yard receiver this year. He didn't have a single 1000 yard rusher this year. His team led the league in drops, led the league in offensive penalties. This was a very undisciplined team. And yet and still, the greatest of all time, three-time champion. And soon he's going to be the first uh back to back to back champion. I might have made, I might have lied about that. I don't remember if there's ever a, a three-peat, but I think he'll be the first three-peat. There's not been a three-peat champion. Um only two peats. And some missed opportunities for three peats is what we've had. Okay. Um, so I hope that when he wins his three peat next year and gets his uh, fourth Super Bowl MVP, I hope that you guys are willing to come in here as humble as possible, saying, Tim, I wish we listened when you told us. I'm not going to miss another moment of this journey that we're on. I'm going to acknowledge greatness in real time, take my bias aside, and I'm going to embrace the greatest quarterback I've ever seen in my life. We need an EKG uh, for booze. I think he's, uh, I think he passed out on his side. <laughs> Am I right? Do I, uh, your honor, do I get a chance to respond? Yes, please. Uh, please. Tim, thank you for your, for your soapbox. Uh, you know, just as a side note for anyone listening, Tim and I have an ongoing text going back and forth. And we, we have these arguments uh, back and forth uh, constantly during the football season. So I want to give him his soapbox moments before I have my small rebuttal, I won't I won't argue some of the points, but some of them I will. But Booz, uh, you get first crack. Yeah, thank Go you. Ahead. Uh, uh, so uh, just quickly, Tim, you say that Mahomes has less uh, talented people, and so that's why it makes him better. Correct? That's what your comment was. We roll the tape. Back. I think being able to do all right, it all right, cool. while cool. losing talent. So we heard that. So um, solidifies him. Just this question. This question. Have you heard of Torrance Small, Tony Simmons? David Padden, Sean Morey, Dane Luker, Charles Johnson, Curtis Jackson, Terry Glenn, but he wasn't that great. Wait, isn't that 50 Cent? Bert Emanuel, Shockmane Davis, Ronnie Daniels, and Troy Brown. Those are the wide receivers that Tom Brady threw to in 2001. Okay? Those are the wide receivers. 2006, he brought the Patriots to the AFC title game. He had Doug Gabriel. He had Rache Caldwell. That was his wide receivers in 2006, and he almost went to the Super Bowl that year, okay? He, in 2003 or four, he had David Givens and Deion Branch. And these are not like, you know, this is not like the most talented stacked team. By the way, he only won two rings of Rob Gronkowski. The third Super Bowl he won, Gronkowski was hurt, and he had to work with Martellus Bennett. So don't talk to me about talent and lack of talent, okay? Don't go there. Don't go there. Did he have Randy Moss? Did Wes Welker? He also had Julian Edelman. You know what he was? He was an effing quarterback from Kent State, and he made him to an all-pro wide receiver. Also, I like to say that in two playoff games, Patrick Mahomes is 0-2 versus Tom Brady. 0-2. Okay. Just remember that. They have played each other. 
Because isn't what what if Michael Michael Jordan LeBron play in the game? No, it is they actually played. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes played two playoff, one Super Bowl, and oh by the way, that Super Bowl. Guess who was MVP? Tom Brady. So I'm going to say all that because I, as of right now, Tom is a better court. I will tell you though that LeBron. I mean, uh, excuse me. Oh my God, LeBron James. Uh, that Patrick Mahomes could be as good as Tom Brady. I'm going to give you that. I, I kind of look at it as like. Remember back in the day, there was Michael Jordan, and he won all the titles, and then little Kobe came around, and Jordan beat up on Kobe. And then when Jordan retired, Kobe became the guy, right? And then Kobe became Kobe. Same type of thing. Brady's Jordan, and Patrick Mahomes is Kobe. He will have his time. He'll be great, but he's never going to be Michael Jordan. Thank you, Booze. Except unless assuming that Kobe won three championships by the time – Jordan retired or the year after he retired. Tim, this is where your argument fails a little bit, right? So I, 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 I agree. He's, he's got some good numbers, right? Brady's first six years, you know, if we're comparing the two, he didn't put up the numbers for all the reasons Booz just said. He won despite not having any talent, right? So he doesn't, he doesn't, at this point, he doesn't know what it's like to have talent, right? But what that does for him is that teaches him how to play the game. He's got a dink and dunk. He's had some pretty decent defenses, which is what wins championships, even though quarterbacks get all the credit. And you even said yourself, as soon as Mahomes ran into a good defensive line, he lost, right? So how does that make him great if you can't beat the best defensive line, you know? Uh, but whatever, I'm not going to split hairs in that department. What I want to see is this. I want to see, uh, you know, they'll they'll go next year, and maybe they, maybe they three-peat, maybe they don't, whatever. I don't know how long he has Kelsey for or Andy Reid for, right? So consistency in the coaching staff is, is important, as we know. What I want to see is what Mahomes does when he has to face more adversity, right? You're telling me like, oh, he had Tyreek Hill and then he lost him, but he had him, but he had him. And some of those numbers are because he had him. So you have someone like Kelsey, where you can throw the ball to 15 times a game and he's going to get nine, 10 catches or whatever. And he's your go-to solid guy. You know, that's important for a rookie quarterback. When I look, when I'm doing fantasy football, I find those, I find the tight end of a rookie quarterback because if they got good hands, that's their, that's their hut route. You know what I mean? In some cases anyway, right? This is the difference we're going to see. Someone like Patrick Mahomes has, and we talked about his running ability and, uh, you know, he makes people miss. Like, like he's clearly a smart player, which is why he's, as you say, like the like number two in the league today is nowhere close to, to Patrick Mahomes right now. You couldn't pick another quarterback, so right? Right. It's, it's like, that's I, like, we all agree on that. Like we agree. He's the best quarterback in the game right now. Like there's no debating that, but if, Right now, he has athletic ability to go along with his what we assume is good smarts. He's got a good football brain, good football IQ, right? Someone like Brady, Brady doesn't have any athletic ability. Like, he's not scrambling, right? He only has football IQ. He has the work ethic. And I don't know that Holmes doesn't have that. Holmes doesn't have that, so I'm not implying that. But Because I don't know those answers yet. I think Bruce's analogy of Jordan and Kobe was actually pretty good because I feel like you know, that's kind of where we're, that's kind of where we're at. You know what I mean? Like, like you're, you, you said something uh, the other day, I noticed a post, you say that he's the best quarterback you've ever seen in your lifetime. And I almost responded back. Were you born three years ago? Because if you were born three years ago, then he was, because that's the only quarterback you've ever seen play, but you've seen Brady play for years. And so to flip your own argument to say, don't miss greatness when it's in front of you. Well, Brady's second half of his career was better than his first half of his career. So you're comparing his first six years when he actually played better in his final 10 to 12 years or whatever it was numbers-wise, right, when he actually had maybe some talent and learned the game better. For a football fan, I'm excited to see more football, 
right? I don't want to see the Chiefs win seven or eight more championships just because I'm a Patriots fan, and I don't want that to happen. You know, to your point, Tim, if he continues on this path and he does what he's supposed to do, then I will humble myself and I will say, hey, you know what? He's He deserves to be on the Mount Rushmore quarterbacks when he can continue. Like, he's he's on an incredible run right now, and there's no one debates that. I'm just not ready to to give him the GOAT trophy. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to keep it under 60 seconds. I know I didn't. No, but that, whatever. that was beautiful. <laughs> but overall, I think I think you both make great points is what we're saying, right? We're trying to be biased. I know it seems like we're getting it up on you, Tim, because I know you're a big Mahomes fan. I don't think any of us take away from what Mahomes is. But I'm, I'm excited for football. I'm a football fan. We play fantasy football. We're throwing money around on some of these games. And uh, as we said at the top of the, at the top of the show, this was an incredible game. Like even like, – I don't think Purdy's this like incredible talent of a quarterback. He's a game manager. Played well. Right? But he played well. He played well Very enough well. because he had talent around him. You put that guy on a team with no talent – well, we could just call him Mac Jones at that point. Right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you get. So, yeah, it takes a lot to win a championship. It's not just the quarterback. It's not just the coach. It's not just having this receiver or all-world talent to throw to or hand the ball off to. It takes a lot of things to come together. And you actually, Tim, you said at the top of the hour, the Chiefs were prepared. They were They were focused and they executed. And despite who's playing quarterback, you need to be able to do that across the, across the, the roster. Patrick Mahomes is interviewed during the Super Bowl. Like, do you like being the villain? Because the more you win, you're the villain, right? And he said like, he embraces that. He, They're going to be really the villains now. Like, now you won two in a row. Mm-hmm. That's when things change. Come on, the Patriots were the great story in 2001. And by 2007 rolled around, they were hated, hated. The Chiefs are going to get some of that. They're going to start getting that. And can he take the pressure? That He says he embraces it, so. I hope he does. I love athletes who embrace that villainous stuff that everybody running against them. But it'll be interesting to see how he reacts to that over the next couple of years. Well, the difference though too is that Andy Reid like is a is a is a light coach, where Belichick was always a dick to the media. So I think that made it easier for people to hate the Patriots because Belichick was just Belichick. And you know they cheat all the time too. So okay, <laughs> I will say I will say I will say I'll admit. Because I'm I'm not a I'm, I'm not a Chiefs fan. I'm a I'm a Giants fan. Of course, you've made that clear a couple times to us. Yes. Yeah. In, in case anyone's hearing for the first <laughs> time, I'm a Giants fan, not a Chiefs fan. But I love Patrick Mahomes. Yes, because he's a great player. But mostly because at the better he gets, the more insecurity Patriots fans get because you feel like we're erasing Tom Brady too soon. And I love that. I love the reaction I get out of you every single time. So. All hail Patrick Mahomes. Listen, I take the bait every time. I'm not going to deny that. So <laughs> that's what makes us good friends, my friend. Cool. All right. So moving on from the game, I think we uh, we talked about the game. We talked about the quarterback situation. Uh, what do we think about the halftime show? Booze, how many songs of Usher did you did you write him down as he was going? Uh, no joke. But halfway through it, I wrote, I texted Tim and said, can you please give me the names of these songs? I had no idea. <laughs> I, it was funny. I, I was with a bunch of people here, and we were talking about halftime shows. And I, I, I gave them my favorite in the past ten years, and I was vilified out of the room, laughed out of the room with my favorite halftime show of the last ten years. Yeah, it was Katy Perry. It was a good show. I like that. It was a good one. Show. That was a really good one. Good uh, one. I was laughing. I love that one. But uh, he was fine. I, I would say he, you know, he was no Rihanna or uh, or Beyonce. I forget who else performed. Madonna or. Or my Katy Perry. He was fine. He was safe. I thought the weekend was good a couple years ago. That was one of my favorites. 
Um, yep. I think Bruno Mars is good. What'd you think, Tim? You you came you came in an Usher fan? Are you still an Usher fan? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm a big Usher fan. Um, Usher is is to me one of the greatest R&B talents of our of my generation. Um, I think after R. Kelly got canceled, I think he's my favorite <laughs> of my generation. He started out with you know really so Usher's had like three careers. Uh, he had his early career, the young you know stuff that we used to sing when we were kids, and then he had his like the Confessions era, college age, and now he has like this new era he's going on right now, which is like you're kind of too old to be singing like that, but you know it's still really catchy. So. You know, he really went all over the place with as far as going in and out of eras. And it was really cool. He started with Caught Up. But, uh, me and people who were here were making bets about what song he was going to open with. And then he went back to some of his older stuff. And then he went to some of his newer stuff as well, the kind of more upbeat. Oh, my gosh. Like, I thought he ended with the one song I think everybody knew. Right. So he's got Ludacris yeah. coming out. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Little John. Because um, that was a good Little way John. to close it out. My only question was, uh, I wasn't sure like if after the game was he auditioning for uh, the Globo Gym dodgeball team because they were all kind of wearing the same <laughs> outfits. <laughs> I thought it was tough. <laughs> but I it, thought it was tough. Performance was great, though. Performance was great. He sounded good. Uh, puts on a good show. I was entertained by it enough. I don't know the songs. I don't know the words to what he was singing, but I was entertained. It wasn't cheesy. It was I fine. loved his guests. It was fine. I loved his guests. Uh, you know, I, I uh, Alicia Keys, she cracked live, but they fixed it. If you listen to it on YouTube, they fixed her cracking at the beginning of the song. Um, but she was, that was a nice moment. Her dress was amazing. I loved her. Uh, her name is actually her. H uh, dot E dot R dot. And so she was the one on the guitar. Yeah, I had no she idea who that is, was. I thought she was just. Oh, she's amazing. She, yeah. Oh no, she no, she's she's a huge oh. artist, and I love her. Yeah, I love her to All death. Right. Good for her. Um, for and her. yeah, I, you know the the guests the guests were good. I thought it could have been bigger. You know, he's been doing his residency in Vegas for the past year, and so he's just had a lot of performing time. And this is Super Bowl. I thought he was going to take it to the next level. Rihanna was pregnant in the air. Bruno Mars was flying. Yeah. On a piano, like I thought he was gonna go bigger, but he's very got self contained. You know, he's like, Look at me, exactly. <laughs> Shakira was sick, so, too, by the way. Miss Shakira, she was really good. But I uh, like this kid, let's calm it down over there, booze. With but, uh, also, <laughs> if, he back, if he brings back roller rinks because people get into the roller skating again, I'm all for this halftime show. Uh, what'd you think about Reba McIntyre? Eh, I, I've always said it Whitney Houston ruined it for everybody else. Nothing beats Whitney from 1991, and everybody since said <laughs> they're just in her shadow. It'll never be top. Completely agree. Agreed, yeah. And I know a lot of people don't like this, but uh, Andre Day did the uh, Negro National Anthem that they started doing a couple years ago. They She did like 30 minutes before kickoff. And she her, her background singers, they sounded amazing. They sounded fantastic. She performed um, well. I, I wasn't sure what she was singing, if I'm being honest with you, and I'm not trying to be ignorant. Like she She sounded really good. I just didn't know the song that she was singing. Yeah, lift every voice and sing. The they've been doing it since like 2020, I believe, right? 2020. Yeah, yeah. After George yeah. Floyd, I believe. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But she sounded she sounded amazing. Her background singer sounded amazing. Oh, Post Malone, by the way, America, uh, America the Beautiful was good. That was, that was good really too, good. Yeah. I thought that was the best one. I think they could have done more with the um, the TV show and like the credits. They see like, hey, here's who's singing. Here's what they're doing. Like, let me know what's going on for those like watching at home. Uh, and if they did and I missed it, then that's on me. But like, let me know what I'm watching right now. Like, let me know what I'm trying to yeah, enjoy it's, here. This is so a I cool can... thing, Mark. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's called Twitter. Don't say closed X. caption. Don't say closed caption. I thought he was gonna say closed no. caption. Yeah, it's called Twitter or X. <laughs> and people like put comments on there and they tell you who's singing it. Listen, I'm not a social media guru like uh, like you might be. Uh, what was the over under on how many shots of Taylor Swift? Uh, I counted about twelve. 
I counted about 10, but I also saw her on Twitter chugging a beer, which I thought was very impressive. Yeah, I uh, I, I was going to take a shot every time I saw her, but then I realized I need my living. I hope Taylor enjoyed <laughs> seeing her boyfriend push a 65-year-old man almost to the ground. I wish that they would not show her so much, and I wish they would have showed some other celebrities and cheering. I thought, like... Uh, like it, it didn't quite cross the line to make a mockery of her being there, but it was far too much. I get it. I get why they did it, but I'm like, come on. Even after the game, they're following Kelsey around because he's going to give her a kiss or whatever. What about all the other players that won the Super Bowl? Like we don't get she's to see the them and their girlfriends in the world. I, no, I know. Beatles and I know. Michael Jackson wrapped into one. It, it's I know it's a ratings thing. I get it, but uh, it's just uh, it's kind of annoying. By the ratings, kiss came out. Last year, it was 113 million people watched the Super Bowl. This year, you want to take a guess how much they just announced? Double that. We can't double it. It's a, but 125 million. 12 more million wow. people watched. The lo- most watched TV show since the moon landing. All right, let's move on for a moment here. Uh, real quick, uh, did you have any favorite commercials, Booze? Duncan Kings and Arnold and my well, – I can't even do the Arnold. The neighbor. I love that one. Neighbor. <laughs> Lucky Kings is by far the best commercial. By far. Uh, I like the Vince Vaughn app when uh, he references, like, Tom Brady comes out. He's like, anyone can use it except Brady. He's won too much. I thought I that like was that. pretty clever. That was clever. I'm a huge fan of anyone that does Christopher Walken impressions. So to see an entire commercial of Christopher Walken impressions uh, was fantastic <laughs> for me. I saw that before the Super Bowl, so I knew that was there, but uh, I loved it just the same. I, I also like the Arnold Schwarzenegger State Farm. Uh, my favorite was the Ben Affleck Dunkin' Donuts commercial. There's actually, if you Google it, there's a prequel to that commercial that shows him putting that song together, and he's in, like, studio, and it's it's pretty funny, actually. You can check it out. It's on YouTube. Uh, but the one thing I liked, just which was pretty cool, was the Gronkowski kick, and then when they went back to it afterwards and they gave a little tribute to Carl Weathers, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. You forgot one more, Mark, that you predicted the first thing, the first commercial. That's a trailer. That's a trailer. That that was different. I didn't count that. By the way, but we yes. have to have another podcast on Deadpool, the TVA. To talk that, about that, Deadpool. That, that threw yeah. me off for a million loops, but uh, we'll talk about so, that. Yeah, so you haven't been paying attention. So, of course, talking about the Deadpool trailer, Deadpool trailer, which was awesome. Uh, I went through. I watched it a couple of times just to check it out. And then, of course, if you don't watch Emergency Awesome, he breaks that shit down. So you should check him out. I had four that I loved, uh, four that I hated. Uh, real quick, the ones I loved, I like the Doritos Dinamita, the the one with the old ladies who were chasing the guy. Who had, I thought it was hilarious. Um, uh, Dunkings, that was awesome. That, no, hands down, that was a great commercial. How do you um, like those donuts? <laughs> it's hard, it's hard. I love the pinstripe reference. I actually, the Google Pixel one, I thought it was really good. They took a page out of Apple's book. You know, they always try to pull at the heartstrings the and, blind you man. know, the blind man. I was like, oh, that's a really good commercial. We were like, oh, it's, I bet it's an Apple commercial. I bet it's Apple. It said Google Pixel. I was like, wow. And then I loved the Beyonce Verizon commercial. And I loved it not so much because of the commercial. Like, it was cool. And it talked about a lot of things. The entire concept of it was how to break the internet. And then she ends it by like, Released the songs, and she released two new songs in real time during the Super Bowl. Oh, okay, that, nice. Like okay. broke that broke the internet, and that gave it extra points for me. Booze. Last week you made a couple of predictions on the booze lock section. So uh, how do we do? How do we do okay, on so the picks? My score got me didn't work, even though it was a weird score twenty five uh, twenty two there, uh, but that didn't get a score got me. No octopus, but I said. The Niners are going to win, but I was going to take the Chiefs plus five. Check. I mentioned that 
McCaffrey would score a touchdown. Check. The over, I said, he's up to 46 and pick the over. Check. Enough said on the booze locks. If you listen to me, you could have a new uh, new car in the driveway right now, or you could have a nice new wardrobe. 70% for the year. Uh, we're going to pay closer attention as the year continues because we're going to continue with the booze locks. So nice work, booze. Thank you. Uh, I can say that Very nice I work. was disappointed in the score gummy. I did not understand the rules, so I was more Shanahan in this situation. I thought it was only the score for the Super Bowl, so I put some money on that. And I went from like really high to really low when I figured out the actual rules of that. I'm sorry, pick, so. I did not did not the score gummies <laughs> all football game. Sorry. You know what? I wasn't prepared. I didn't prepare my team or my emotions for such a down. That wraps up the football season. So I hope everyone enjoyed uh, some of the stuff that we're talking about here. Uh, what we're going to move on to next week is we're going to try something different. We're going to we're going to dive into the NBA a little bit. Uh, we didn't get there from the beginning of the season, but the NBA All Star break is upon us. Tim is our. I'm, I'm just going to call you our in house NBA expert, even though he's a Knicks fan. We're going to let that slide for now, uh, and we're going to just say, okay, well, what can we do for what can we do for the NBA? Like, what can we talk about? So I think next week we're going to try to throw something together. Tim, what's a, give us a little preview of what we can expect from this uh, triage or, tr- you know, I don't even know what you'd call us. Are we a threesome? What are we? I don't know. That I sounds, like triage that better. Sounds kinky, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like you said, Mark, uh, NBA All-Star Weekend starting this weekend. Uh, it's in Indianapolis, a great city. Uh, a couple things happening at the All-Star Weekend. Um, you know, they're going to announce the finalists for the Hall of Fame. Some big names are coming up this year. Vince Carter, Bill Embiid, Penny Hardaway. And the 2008 Redeem team, you know, after they got embarrassed in 04, Kobe joined the team, went back, and they spanked everybody, kind of like how the Dream Team did. That team is up for Hall of Fame consideration as well. Also, they're having their third ever uh, HBCU Classic. So the historically black college universities this year, it's Virginia Union versus Winston-Salem State. Winston-Salem State right here in North Carolina. Excited for them. So um, so skills challenge this year. That's happening on uh, Saturday night. So they have team pacers because the pacers are right now like the most skilled team in the league. It's Tyler Halliburton, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Bendik Matherin, and Miles Turner. They're going against team top picks, which is Paolo Banchero, Anthony Edwards, and Victor Wimbanyana versus team all-stars, which is Scotty Barnes versus Tyrese Maxey versus Trey Young. And the skills challenge is the one where you know you got to pass through the little net and shoot and dribble around. Yeah, and whoever does that fastest. So uh, any any picks real quick? What do you, who do you guys think is going to win that? Team Pacers, team number one picks, or team all-stars? I'm picking Halliburton. I'm going to go uh, – it's not really a dark horse, but I'm going to go with Wimbanyana. I'm going to give him. Okay. I'm going to see him top picks. Okay. See what the guy can do. And then uh, staying on Saturday night, three point contest. Uh, the participants this year are Malik Beasley from the Bucks, Jalen Brunton from the best team in the East, the Knicks, Tyrese Halliburton from the Pacers, Damian Lillard from the Bucks, who's the reigning champion, uh, Laurie Markinen from the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell from the Cavs, Carl Anthony Towns from the Wolves, and Trey Young from the Hawks. Yeah, I'm going Markinen. Marketing. Ooh. I like marketing okay. too, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Trey Young. I'm gonna actually go Carl Anthony Towns again. He won a couple years ago. He's really good. Um for a big guy. I'm gonna go he with He's a big guy. He's soft. Go play down low. Go play down low. <laughs> um and then this is the first year they're doing this special um three point contest between Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionuski. She's uh the New York Liberty. Um she's uh was Kobe's protege. Um, she's really good, but I don't know if you guys watch any WNBA, but obviously I'm going with Steph. 
But Sabrina's nice too. Sabrina's like the woman Steph. Steph. Steph, Steph. It's fun they're doing that. I, I always don't mind when they uh, bring the WNBA in. Uh, they're actually having yeah, games in Boston like this year, which I'm pretty pumped about. I might go to one, bring my daughter. Well, they got to do what they nice. got to do to market it and get it out there, right? I mean, it's just you know, the last couple of years, I think it's 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 grown a little bit, and they're doing the best they can to How about get this? people to How about this as an idea? Pay them. Pay them so they can be professional <laughs> athletes in the United States. Pay them. You got to watch. If you watch, they'll pay them. Are they not paid at all right now? They get paid, but come on. They they The amount of money. The- I want to say the average salary is like $70,000 yeah, a year. It's, it's, but what I guess what I'm saying is like you're going to pay them, but if no one's going to watch the games, then these then the teams have no money to pay them. So you need to get people in the stands to get no, but ticket mostly, sales. Most of the teams are owned by the NBA franchises they're with or, or they're connected to. I, I think the NBA should step in and, pay, and help pay them. Uh, I think Caitlin Clark's going to really maybe change the WNBA two years. She's so – She's so so good. amazing, but maybe she's that will so bring good. more eyeballs to. Uh, I mean, you see college basketball; she's like on primetime games all the time. She's amazing. Yeah, just the mother, great players coming up uh, from LSU and other places, South Carolina. Angel Reese, yeah, Pay them. Maybe that's what it takes. Well it said. takes that one generational player to come in. People start to follow. People enjoy. And so I'm going to watch her play, and then maybe that expands from there. Caitlin Clark literally is like Steph. Steph Curry. It's unbelievable. Yeah, she's nice. She's going like 40, 50 a game. And then last one, uh, the dunk contest. Uh, four participants. We have uh, some bum, Jalen Brown. Uh, we got uh, from the Celtics. We got uh, J.B. Hawkins from the Heat. We have Mac McClung, who's from the G League, the Osceola Magic. Uh, he won last year, and that was huge. That a G Leaguer, they had to bring a G Leaguer in to make the uh, dunk contest exciting again. And then uh, Jacob Toppin, younger brother of Obi Toppin, also on the Knicks. Do we have to get to say who's going to win this? I'm going Matt McClung. Uh, Matt McClung again. Jalen Brown. <laughs> I, see, Jalen Brown's a good in-game dunker. I don't know if he's, he's a, really good dunker. a showboat I like dunker. I like the fact that the Celtics are uh, represented. So Participating, yeah. I, I'm I like gonna, that we have a star in the in dunk contest. Yeah. I'm going to go with Jalen just because uh, you know, he's on my C's. But... Highest paid player in the NBA. <laughs> Ridiculous, right? He could he could buy the WNBA by a team. <laughs> anyway, anyway, guys, thanks for playing. Thanks for playing this with me. Um, coming up after that, uh, we just had the you know we're gonna hopefully talk about the NBA more in the next podcast. We we have to talk uh, trade deadline. We have to talk. We got to talk college basketball. We got to talk. You know the second half of the year. There's so much to talk about. So I'm excited. I really enjoyed uh, talking football with you, Booze. You're obviously. Uh, aficionado in football but this I'm is the my Patrick domain Mahomes now of football all right and i am the uh michael jordan of basketball all right everybody well, thanks for checking thanks for checking into the super bowl reaction show and uh yeah we'll we'll catch you next time with some WNBA. and um that's it have a good day and stay casual <laughs>